Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Another Tuesday evening on the Believe in Monsters podcast. Good evening. I'm Joe Gaither along with my friends and colleagues, Lucas Barry and Chris Krogman. We're here to talk some Chicago Bears. The Bears are back in action. We missed you last week. We were all celebrating different things. Birthdays for everyone. Happy birthday to you, the listener out there. Hope you turned another year and had a great day on your birthday. We had great birthdays. But we're back to talk Chicago Bears minicamp action. Minicamp, Lucas Berry's constructed some over-unders, and there's some sweet sound that we're going to play tonight from our man Justin Jones. So before we do any of that... Sweet, sweet sound. Yes, sir. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod. Follow my friends Chris Krogman at ShyBears1985 and Lucas Berry at LBerry underscore 40. Follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. And thank you so much to the Believe Network putting us on each and every week. So here we go. Let's get going. Chris Krogman, how are you doing, sir? How was your birthday party? Birthday party for the now five-year-old was awesome. Uh, had lots of little rug rats running around the park, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, but I, living in Denver... And being a Nuggets fan, I'm super stoked Woo-hoo! still from la- from last night. So riding high on that, feeling good. Uh, Mr. Lucas Bearded Barry, how are you? Oh, also, total side note since I said beard, do you guys watch Ted Lasso? Okay, nope. moving on. <laughs> Barry, go. How are you? Well, now I'm curious. What does Ted Lasso have to do with this? There's a character on there that they call Beard. Oh, all right, short and sweet. Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, it's been a while since we've talked, and uh, I think the only Bears news we've had is uh, just like mini camp stuff, right? Mini camp. We've had uh, DeAndre Hopkins visiting teams now, and uh, uh, an interesting new trade candidate comes up. We could talk about that, Mystery Man. What uh, th- there's another player from that team that Adam Rank said the Bears are allegedly interested in, but I uh, we can get into that a little bit more. I have I have no interest in uh, in said player. Mm. Joe Gaither is puzzled. Joe, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, let's see what what let's see who what who what. Uh, Adam Rank trade moves. I, I know there's been some some rumors about uh you know uh, dude in uh, DC uh, Chase Young. We've Chase talked Young. we talked thank about you. him. Thank you. Yes, about thank him. you. Yeah. I know there's rumors about that. Was there somebody else that I missed here? 
Yes. Yes. Plays in our division. Yes. He's a oh, no. Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter. I've seen those rumors. I've seen those yes. rumors. Right, well, this so is we- the thing. Their GM's dumb enough to do it. Yeah, he's dumb enough to do it, but what are you going to get out of Daniel Hunter? Are you going to get? Are you, are you excited about that? Yes, I would say he's three or four times better than anybody on the Bears' defensive line right now. Uh, at true. least, true, 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 true. He's definitely the best pass walking in and going to be the best pass rusher that you have. But uh, no, I'm doing good. Getting Daniel Hunter, that'd be cool. Uh, I feel like what? What is he? Thirty three? Uh, that's my guess. Daniel Hunter age. Let's see. How old are you, buddy? Oh, 28. No, all right. You're right there smacking your prime. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, 33-year-olds typically don't throw a big fit and want to hold out for lots of money. But, I mean, he could, I guess. Um, uh, the, the Vikings made a splash trade with Detroit in the draft, right? And then they traded with Green Bay, too. They actually landed both Christian Watson and Jamison Williams in the division. Thanks, Vikings. Y'all suck. They should just complete the uh, complete the uh, construction of themselves and build up the rest of the division and trade Hunter to the Bears for a conditional fifth. <laughs> well, if they're giving away generation, if they're giving away great receivers, we'll just take Justin Jefferson off their roster. Why would they give away just Justin Jefferson? I mean, I'm just following the theme. They got Christian Watson to the Packers receiver. Uh, they got Jamison Williams to the line. Yeah, but those were both drafts. Those were both draft days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're stretching. It's stretching. Joe, it's very – you just got to dangle the pick in front of the nerd. The nerd loves the pick. Loves all the picks. The other – the, the Adam Rank – the Adam Rank news was that the Bears might be interested in Dalvin Cook, which I which makes no sense. No, please, no. I pass. Yeah, pass, it's, pass, it's, not, pass. Joe, it's not going to happen. They have. I think the Bears have probably the best backfield one through four in the league. Oh, oh, one one through four depth wise. There's other teams that have better one two. I think the Bears four running backs. I would stack up there at the best in the league. You're counting. We're counting Travis Homer, Roshan Johnson, Khalil, Khalil Herbert, Herbert, Dante, Khalil Foreman. Herbert, Dante Foreman, one and two. Then you're going. Dante Foreman was one of the NFL's leading Roshan rushers last year. Roshan Johnson, and then Travis Homer. Like okay, and then it's, it's Tristan Evers cut, isn't he? He won't. Be. Not yet. Well, we're projecting. Already? Goodness. Goodness, goodness. There's 90 men on the roster. Not all of them are going to make it. He's, 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 sorry, dude. Well, can we, like, cut bait with people who are not drafted last year before that? or like? I mean, inevitably we will. Inevitably we will, but he's just going to be end up in the trash heap. Trash heap. So, Joseph, you you perused the, uh, the, the headlines and the articles – uh, Lucas and I have heard bits and rumors of how camp went today, as today was the first day of mandatory mini camp. Everybody was there, from what I hear. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, there was some uh, some injured folks getting some treatment with uh, Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney on the mend, and uh, Eddie Jackson too. I think. What else is going on at mini camp there, Joseph? 
Well, it seems as if, shocker, the offense is a work in progress. It seemed like there was, uh, you know, some success connection between uh, Justin Fields and and a couple of receivers, but it seemed like as a whole, uh, there still needed some work in the passing game. A couple of an interception from Kyler Gordon, and then a little bit of a some defensive penetration. Uh, from, you know, Gervonta Dexter. So that's great to see on your first day of minicamp. But uh, offense as a big work in progress. Another huge, I mean, we can just package all this in one topic uh, because they split it up so much. But Cody Whitehair earning the starting center reps uh, is kind of interesting, but we got, but we, we expected that uh, considering how the offensive line shapes up. Uh, I, I think everything that you saw from from day one of minicamp is encouraging. I mean, you, you, you have. I mean, it's not. A, it sucks to have Claypool and Mooney still kind of getting back to get, being ready. But I think that everything you saw today uh, is is uh, is positive. So I got Super Bowl, it. Super Bears. <laughs> uh, I'll touch on two things. Uh, number one, the connection between one and two seems to be already there, which is fantastic. So uh, feels to more looks like uh, it's going to work. Hopefully, Chris, have you read about DJ Moore being reinvigorated? A lot of people talk about him being like really excited to have play football now. I uh, I hear he's got a rock solid pipe and he's ready to lay it on the Packers. Uh, the other thing I'll bring up is Cody Whitehair at center. I was just thinking, like, Chris Morgan is being, you know, some people think he's a pretty decent offensive line coach. He wasn't the O-line coach the last time Cody Whitehair was the center. Do you think he might teach him how to snap? Would that be good? Well, Luke, it's I'll important. let you answer that one. It's important. <laughs> Luke has no comment. No comments well, from Barry. Can we? Uh, was that directed at me? I said, yeah, Luke, I, I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, oh, I did. I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that okay. part. There you um, go. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if snapping is one of those things you have to learn and relearn, or you're just either good at it or you're not. I have no idea. Oh, God. Um, he was maybe, so bad. Don't yeah, you think you can he, learn it? Don't you think it's like a like skill? R- reverse thing before. I'm hoping that even with time not playing center, you know, being a savvy vet maybe would help him a little bit. I don't know. So, Joe, I'll ask you a question related to can you learn it. Could Shaquille O'Neal learn how to shoot a free throw? No. I mean. <laughs> no, he could not. I guess I, and they, they say he worked really hard at it, but it never, it never took. Who said that? His coach at LSU. Man, when he was like 20 years old? No. You got it, man. You got it. I mean, he played a long time. You got to work out your craft all the time. Shoot 300 free throws a day until you're making at least 75%. Yeah, wouldn't you think? He's, he was t- – anyway, let's move on. Uh, what else, Joe? Well, that – Joe, you said the offense played kind of bad today, but from what I've read before, they, they- – It was mixed. There were days last week and before the non-mandatory minicamp where the offense looked better than the defense. So, yeah, it's a it's definitely a mixed bag and um, to be expected. But I don't know. I, I don't think we can put really too much stock into this really until we get to training camp. But um, you know, hearing that DJ Moore is kind of being the alpha wide receiver is exciting news. Exactly. How much stock are? I mean, I don't mean to be disrespecting NFL practices. 
But how much stock are we are we putting into you know what's going to carry over into the game? You know, you know, there's different effort levels, there's different energy levels, and attention to detail levels from really all ninety men. Uh, so so I I don't know I I read we're still in day this was day one of mandatory minicamp. So when I read oh he hits a deep pass to Dante Pettis and he's tearing it up with DJ Moore, but he has an interception to Coward Gordon and has misreads, uh, you know whatever. Like that's what well, that's what practice is going to be. You got to remember three or four years ago we were making excuses for, for well I was making excuses over Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, you know, uh, practice is the time to make mistakes. Practice is the time to make mistakes. You know that sort of deal. So like, what, how much are we really putting into the first little bits of mandatory minicamp? Well, I think, uh, you know, like I said, as we get closer to camp, that's when you want to see things start to tighten up. And, you know, when when the camp when camp rolls around and those videos start coming out, you want to see the guys look tighter than they do now, obviously. But for now, you know, not too much stock into it. Mostly things. Honestly, there's a few things I'm just worried about in general, um, not really related to play. Um, That's Darnell Mooney. They asked Matt Eberflus today if he's been cleared to run on the field. And it was kind of a non, non-answer. Um, so that tells us he hasn't been cleared yet, which is, I don't know, is that concerning that Mooney is not even running on grass yet? To, to um, me, yes. And, and and then two is Claypool, Claypool hasn't been there either. Both of them. And he keeps saying it's minor, but multiple. He said he has multiple injuries now, multiple soft tissue injuries. It's minor. It's just non, you know, non-important practice, basically. But uh, those That's- are concerning to me because we've seen this before at the Bears – Withholding information and dancing around these kind of injury. Well, hasn't Claypool dealt with soft tissue bullshit this his whole, his whole career? Yes, and and missing practice and being game time decisions. And I mean, I'm pulling for the guy, but you, I do think you need reps to 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 establish rapport with Justin Fields. Yeah, and I think. Um, I mean, I don't think people realize Mooney's M- Mooney basically broke his leg, didn't he? His injury is pretty more serious than people think. Like, I, for whatever reason, I thought for the longest time, oh, he just like sprained his ankle or something. He was sitting out. Pretty sure he has like some kind of fairly severe leg injury. We have like a compound fracture or something. I can't broken ankle is what it wasn't. Uh, a, yeah, it was. It was a broken ankle, and I don't think people realize that it was literally a broken ankle. Like I thought. Personally, I thought he was just like, oh, it's like a sprained ankle or something. He'll be back. Yeah, that's a big deal. If it depends on, it also depends on how they repaired it, on how well he's going to be able to cut and not have that be recurring. So it was a broken ankle, then, right? Um, this is according Joe. to USA Today. Uh, USA Today. This is our lady Alyssa Barberi. She does stuff with Bears Wire, but yes. Reports a broken ankle on November 27th against the Jets. Yep. So, uh, those are He's, no good. Mooney's quote is uh, I am running, cutting, started cutting today. I'll be 100%. I've got screws in my foot, so I'll be a little robotic, probably a thousand times better than I was. Because he's got a robot foot, or what? Mo- Mooney confirmed <laughs> that he broke it. Here you go, Luke. Here you go, Luke. Um, uh, Mooney confirmed that he broke his fibula and had tightrope surgery to repair it. But he sounded confident he'll be ready for the start of the 2023 season. So, 
a broken fibula is a broken leg, right? I mean, it's yes, 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 it is. So, so one of the two Darnell bones Mooney, in your leg. <laughs> Darnell Mooney broke his leg, and no one's talking about it. I think that's a big deal. Um, so there's that. The depth behind DJ Moore will be questioned right away. That's why we keep hearing news about Dante Pettis scoring touchdowns. And Tyler Scott got a little shine. That's uh, my guy. He, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati is where he went to. All right, yeah. A white term. And I would say the other takeaway from minicamp is I think, um, I think with defense, I think Tyreek Stevenson standing out is I think pretty big for the Bears. I mean, I would say it was kind of similar with Brisker last year. Like a lot of guys were commenting how good he was right away, and people are kind of saying that about Stevenson this year. Um, he's caused the turnover in almost every mini camp report that I've seen. He's always coming over the pick or something. So excited for him. What you uh, what, what you think about uh, Eddie Jackson being back out there uh, and 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 really uh, it be, coming off an Elvis Frank injury? He says, me, Mooney, and Jack, Jack Sanborn, didn't have a summer vacation. It's been all work for us. Too bad. Too, well, yes. Too, too, too bad too, you didn't have a summer vacation. You're not a teacher, bro. Right, right, right. Play football. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Jack Sanborn, I'd be on vacation. Because they brought in so many linebackers, you just got replaced yeah. like three times he's, over? <laughs> he's done. He's going vacation, bro. <laughs> shit, shit. Um, Noah Sewell was making plays in practice today as well. Should have had a pick, but Jack Sanborn is going to lose his job before he even gets uh, gets back. So you, so you think uh, Bojack, Darnell Mooney, and Jack Sanborn were all working out together and they're all going to lose their jobs? Due to injury and replacing about any uh, the other two people. No, I'm, I'm just teasing. Bojack specifically might lose his job. I don't know to who though, because our safety depth is. Bojack's a beast. Uh, I, I, yeah, sometimes I think he is. Dude, he was really good last year before he got hurt, Joe. I don't want to hear that. He was really good. Yeah, he was a lot yes, he was before. better. He was better last year. <laughs> Um, I've never seen you rag on a Bama player harder, Joe. Like seriously, and Eddie Jackson I, I really fucking good. Yeah, like, and he's like a like I like bounce back stories. You know, guy, talk, talk about a broken leg. You like broke. How, how how long do you get to ride a broken leg in college as your bounce back story? What do you yeah, mean? But bounce dude? back from a broken leg to like an all pro. That's a big fucking bounce back. That's not like hey. I was pretty good in college, and then you know I broke my leg, and now I'm a a fifty third man on the roster. Kind of bounce. No, back. no, no. But I've got I mean, this. No, I've got his jersey hanging in my closet. I love him, but like the last two years, uh, uh before Eberflus took over, the, the last couple, he he could he wasn't trying out he there. Only he only had one bad year. He had he one bad year, but he wasn't trying to tackle or shit. But and this that pissed me did. off. This past year, he did. He play. I have. I, I, look, I just think Eddie Jackson can be like, you know, top safety in the league kind of thing. So, I, I want once you meet that Bama standard, you know. Eddie Jackson is one of the most, I would say, most lovable Bears of the past ten years for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. He's I'm a fan a- favorite, dude. People love Eddie Jackson. Every time he touches the ball, he scores. I mean, the, 10 that, years? Wow. 
Dude, you not remember how good he was in 2018, dude? Right. Yeah. He was like. I mean, I guess that cuts it in half already. So did, yeah, that that makes sense. Did you love? I mean, I'm just saying, like, no, just no, I agree. Guys. I don't know. I just like did, 10 years sounds like a lot, but yeah, I guess like when you think about 2018 was only was already five freaking years ago. Yeah. Then yeah, then that's that's nothing. And then you think about like think about somebody who I, right now I put him in Bears pantheon uh, with Nate Mike Basher. Brown. No, no, Mike Brown's no. higher. Mike no Brown's way. higher. But no but way. Nate Vasher in that say that in that like two thousands was a good defensive back and people loved him. He scored touchdowns. He play, he made plays. But so he you wasn't like. Talk about- you want to talk about unavailability, dude. Mike Brown was unavailability. You're right. You're right. Well, you want to talk well, about scoring touchdowns right. on picks on pick six. Mike dude. Brown. You're right. Yeah, they I, both did. They both do it. I, I was think- gonna say if that just like Mike Brown missed the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Bears fans said if he played, they would have won. If Eddie Jackson played in that Eagles game, they had a good chance to win the NFC that year. hundred percent, dude. Because like, you, what's you his name? Was Nick, just getting he was getting cooked, dude. The back. You don't have Nick Foles throwing freaking balloon balls to like anybody. Who, like Eddie who, Jackson. What was that, backup, all what, was that what was that backup safety's name? Dion Bush. Dion Bush. Oh my god. That was a he's a he's a strong oh. safety at best, wasn't it? Deion Bush, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He he stepped. He had to step in when it was Deion Bush and, and DeAndre Houston Carson were back there, and uh, but I don't know. With all the good players the Bears had on that defense, man, Eddie was just he was the man. I mean, dude picked off everything. He finished off the Packers, and then he got hurt, and that was it. Mm. Yeah, that sucks on how he got hurt too. Yeah, when I saw that too, I was like, "Kneel down, kneel down." Yeah, I'm like, just like, fall down, sir, like, please. Like, uh, mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and he had like three TDs that year, called back too. Yeah, and didn't like score another absurd, six or something stupid. Yeah, that was insane, dude. Insane. Um, for sure. Uh, only other thing from camp that we were going to talk about is. Uh, your boy, your boy JJ, there, Joe Gaither. Hey man, I've I've been on his uh on his case to put it lightly uh throughout the t- his time with the Bears, um but he, he he made it you know he made a little fan favorite out of me today with, with some comments and there's actually two parts of uh, there's two two things that I want to talk about in his comments one I sent the entire clip to Luke to play he's talking about the the rivalry and I absolutely love it it gets me fired up I want to talk about the rivalry and kind of his comments about that but the, the there's a second smaller clip and I just want to make a second shorter conversation out of that as well so today uh, Justin Jones is asked about playing the Green Bay Packers, and here's his answer. Uh, Luke, hit fire, hit it up. How different is it going to be now that Aaron Rodgers is somewhere else? Uh, I wish he played one more year with uh, Green Bay. Honestly, uh, <clears throat> we went up there and uh, we played. A, we played a pretty good game, you know. But uh, they got away from us at the end, obviously, and uh, they won. But their fans are really shitty. So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to go back up there and I want to play them and I want to beat them and I want him to be there so you can see it. But the fact that he's gone now, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool. I guess it's better for him not to be here, you know. But um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take it over. I mean, it's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even gonna lie to you. So this is a follow up question. I never thought I'd ask. Which ways are they shitty? Man, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, like just just the way that they're just freaking obnoxious, just yelling and all that other stuff about things that don't even matter. 
Like we're not even running, we're not even running to play. You guys are talking about, oh, oh yeah, go green. Like what, what are we even talking? The game hasn't even started yet. Like what are we even talking about here? Like you know y'all. <laughs> Half of them don't even know football. It's it's, it's it's so weird to me. But I'm just ready to go back out there and play. And I, I, I want to go out there and I want to beat the hell out of them. You know, on their field. And I want to hear I want to hear the booze Then you know that that's what I look forward to. So the, the best. How different is it going to be now that Aaron Rodgers? Is- there you go. That's Justin Jones from uh, his media availability, I, I believe, today, right? Or, or, yeah. Earlier today, uh, after the practice, uh, saying he wants to go up to Green Bay and, and, quote, beat the hell out of them. And, man, I am all we, – we have to get that – you have to put it out there. I'm sorry. Lovey Smith, when he gets up there, his initial press conference, our first goal is to beat the team up north. Like, put it out there. Like, that's that's the standard around Chicago. I, I said the Bama standard earlier – the Bears said, beat the damn Packers. First, it starts with beating the Packers, and then you worry about the rest of your schedule. Honestly, you give us the, you, you work with those two games, and it's kind of interesting this year that whether how the Packers games are going to book in the schedule. Uh, Justin Jones, you're, you're putting, you know, a little seasoning on the rivalry in the summertime, and that's going to make y'all, you know, right here, it's going to make me excited, but it's also going to make me really fucking dread the the week before the first the, the first of the season. Honestly, I'm going to be like, oh, all that junk Justin Jones talked. We got to back it up. And, you know, oh, Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers, you know, all their, their late dramatics over the last several years. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that it's gone. I'm happy that it's gone. But it, just Jordan Love can turn out to be anything, I think. I think Jordan Love can turn out to be a terrible quarterback, an absolute bust, and we can enjoy uh, three years of absolute misery for Green Bay before they draft somebody else. Or... You know what? Oh my God! They could do it again. They could have another generational quarterback, and they could really, you know, have have an opportunity for ten more years. We don't know, and so that's what's going to make this whole summer fun with the Bears leading up in that first week. And I, and I enjoy Justin Jones. First off, Justin. Uh, you better back it up. You got to get better, man. You, you, you know, you're part of the weakest unit on the defense. You're part of the weakest unit on the team. Uh, so, you know, you're talking a lot of shit for not getting to Aaron Rodgers and not, uh, you know, shutting down. It's really going to be you and Aaron Jones. It's going to be you and Aaron Jones and you and uh, who's their other d- big old kid from Boston College who beasted everybody. Uh, AJ Dillon. Thank you, AJ Dillon. Exactly. So it's going to be it's it's going to be basically the, the the Bears defensive line. If the Bears defensive line can shut down the Packers running game and shut down Le Fleur, his scheme. Then it really becomes what what's going to be with Jordan Love. So I'm excited about Bears Packers. I'm all I'm always excited. I'm always anxious. I'm always super sick to my stomach. But Justin Jones, you got my Bears blood pumping today when I saw that. And uh, you know I sent that to my Packers buddy, and his simple response was snarky but true. He goes, "That's the kind of thing you say when after Aaron leaves." And so of course, Packers fans, y- y- y'all are shitty. Y'all are shitty, and you do talk about th- stuff that don't matter. And I bleep and hate y'all so much. Uh, but, I mean, you, you talk the talk, Justin Jones. We got to get out there and walk the walk week one. Let's go, set, set, you know, fire me up and beat the Green Bay Packers. Luke, did you get juiced up to listen to that? Listen to Justin Jones? No, not at all. Not one little bit. Zero percent. You don't. Krogman, father? No. Oh, my gosh. They got to beat him. Is it because he's so bad? beat him. 
Dude, that's he's part you, of it. You said, yeah, you said get better. He's going into year six. This dude is not getting any better. He has feet. <laughs> I, he has I'll tell you what. He is part of the up. worst part of the team. <laughs> I would be fired up if Field said that. Or Tremaine Edmonds. I do appreciate that he said they're obnoxious. That That's 100% true. Like, like so obnoxious that one of the Packers fans that, that we follow each other on Twitter said uh, – Talk about living rent free in somebody's head, like, dude. They're fucking the oldest rivalry in sports. They're like, they both live in each other's heads. Like, they have co-shared apartments for like life. Like, that's that's always gonna be a thing. Like, stop. Do Packers talk about Bears more than the Bears talk about Packers? Like, it's the weirdest thing. But that could be my bias. And uh, yeah, so. Whatever. I. Uh, is, what else did you want to say, Joe? Because that, that that last thing he said was pretty interesting. What do you think the last thing he said? Because because it wasn't. Oh. It, well, that wasn't the small. Oh, that point. wasn't it. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go he ahead. said he wanted to go up here and get booed, and that's that's essentially it. If they if they're winning, they're going to get booed, or sooner or later. So be, he won't be there by the time they get booed up there. But well, okay. Just before we get to the other clip, how do y'all feel now that Aaron's gone? The Packers are rebuilding. Obviously, we've talked at length about where we are as a franchise. What do you think about twenty twenty three Bears Packers? They win. have to win opening week. I already said yeah. this. They have yeah, to win yeah. opening week. They have to. Chris yeah. just threw out one and one. I'm. I mean, you go one and one. I'm fine with that. But you, you have to get that opening week win. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, dude, this is so far away. But yeah, like where, no, where, yeah. where everybody's at going into week 17. Because we'll, we'll have a real – or 18, whatever. We'll have a really good idea on both quarterbacks. One, if J- Jordan Love is a shit show. And two – is if Fields and the weapons and the offensive line make a big difference in the passing game, or if we're going to have to see him out there running for his life again mm-hmm. because he can't make a fucking pass. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah, hit that other clip, Luke, and, and, I, and it just brings up a question that I want to throw at you guys. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was real short. And, and I want to ask you guys, like, all right, yes, we've ha- we've got the – we had all the assets in the offseason. You had the number one I'm pick. You flipped it for all it's the things. Ex- exactly. Is, is it a good time to be a Bears fan? Do you feel that? Or do you think, okay, we're going to blow up and, 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 you know, all this shit's going to be another – Four and what's that? What's a four and thirteen? Four and thirteen, you know, whatever. Here we are. The Bears still suck. The Packers age old song. So I'm not even gonna lie to you. The I told you, know, you had to click the loop off. <laughs> the you know, being you know, since I talked about the Nuggets earlier, there was an interesting clip that they talked about that Jamal Murray brought up, and I think Michael Malone told him, and there's like the the evolution of a franchise and this applies to all sports and it's like, yeah, you start out, you're, you know, you're, you're a loser or whatever. And then you kind of get to be a winner and then you get to be a contender and then you get to be a champion and then you get to be a dynasty potentially. That's the overall evolution in the top tier. Right? So we're probably in between that loser winner phase right now. Um, being a, a contender, I think it's a good time. I think it's a promising time to be a Bears fan, but we've 
We've seen that so many times. In all honesty, like when we went out and got Khalil Mack, I didn't think we were anywhere close. Me either. Closer. I thought we were so far away. And it didn't turn out great, but it wasn't I it w- it wasn't what I thought it would be. That's for sure. So maybe we're closer than I think, but maybe we're farther away. I I clearly have no idea. Well, look, do you think it's quote a good time to be a I mean, we we went what? 3 and didn't we was only three wins last year, right? Fourteen. Yeah. yeah. 14. I mean, with the context of last year, yes. Uh, you can't really go anywhere besides up. So, yeah, I would say it's a good time to be a Bears fan. I mean, there's new stadium talks. You know, I think most Bears fans think Fields is the guy. Uh, I would say generally good reviews about Eberflus and Poles. I mean, I'm fairly content with how things are looking right now. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Good time to be a Bears fan. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. Hey, that's that's going on the beginning from now on. Anyway, it's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Not gonna lie to you. I, I feel like that was gonna be a real good hockey that we should keep anyways. But I thought I also thought it makes like because I I think it's a good time to be. I I'm excited, but like I am. At this point of the season, every single year, I'm like always biting all the bait. Like, give me all, well, give me all the Kool Aid. It's gonna be eleven and six. It's gonna be twelve and five. We're gonna go to the wild. We're gonna go to playoffs and yada yada. You know. So, uh, you know, but look at the last well three three year sample size. Ugh, been kind of rough. Well, this is a good segue into. Uh my own little topic here. Yeah, go for it. And I, I'm going to just run this right out. This has to do with what we're talking about now. Are you guys going to be more excited or less excited than in 2018 when we opened versus the Packers? I think the build-up for that 2018 for me was like peak Bears fandom. Oh. Like that was up there in games that... Dude, the Mac trade happened in like... August, yeah. dude. Like yeah. it was like right. But remember, there was like he's not going to have any camp. He's not oh. going to be Khalil Mack. And then he comes out and f- totally wreck shop. Uh, no way. I'm not as excited as 18. Not even a little bit. Yeah, I gotta say no because yeah, I'm saying no. But I uh, that 2018 excited for this this opening game versus Green Bay. I think that loss ended my marriage. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like that, that hyped up for a game, you mean? And and the spiral afterwards, like obviously the marriage this is off later, but I think that moment because I was so excited and that first half, I am going bleeping ballistic, yelling the nastiest curse words at the you know we're gonna get beat that he's in the he's in the locker room he's not coming back that little bleeping baby knee injury Khalil it's over we're gonna win the North you know all kinds of stuff and then he comes out hopped up on drugs and it's just the collapse and it's just he had no idea what he was after the game they interviewed he's like oh, you know we just I found Randall Cobb and it just breaks your fucking heart I was in a stupor for. I don't think I, I think I was broken for like a week. I don't know that I watched the next week's game. Uh, that, oh, that that it game, was my, it was my knee. It was my knee. They had us in the first half, though. Oh, that was ridiculous. That game was so ridiculous. And the Bears did have a great season. That was one of mm-hmm. the best seasons I've had. That that was the best season that was, I've had. I agree. In any any sport as a fan that was like peak fandom for me. 
I, I agree. That was actually the first year that I went up to Chicago to see a game in person. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw the Jets game, and so uh, I saw Anthony Miller touchdown catch, and I saw a 65, 75-yard Tariq Cohen screen and run for a 14-3, to 14-10 win, something like that. That's right. Yeah. Well, the uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be asking you guys some over-unders. For just random uh, props I made. Over. That had me thinking. All right. And I'm going to start on defense with our uh, – we don't know what this defensive line is. But my first one I have on my list is Travis Gibson over or under six and a half sacks. Who's going first? You are. Under. Under, um, I mean, I, I think you're right now he's the best pass rusher on the roster, but I don't think that's going to last for long. Our buddy Yan uh, Ngakwe just signed with an agent. Uh, I think uh, saw some just Twitter whispers and, sh- and BS about him just waiting this long and putting it off so long because he didn't want to particip- participate in camps or anything like that. So oh, that's, normal. that's normal. I say yeah. under as well. I think it's. I, I think. It, uh, I think Robinson has almost has a better chance. But I think uh, right, well, my my next one is going to be Demarcus Walker over or under six and a half sacks. He had seven with the Titans last year. Yeah, but he also had Justin Simmons wrecking shop in the middle. So under, yeah, under. under. Okay, all right. And then my last one, yeah, I had Dominique Robinson. I put him at three and a half over. over. Yeah, way over. He's going to get hit he, at least five. He had one in the first week last year, and that was it. Who was that against? That's fine. It was against Trent Williams in the rain. And then after that, no. Oh, Hall of Famers can't play in the rain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. Hall of Famers can't go up a sack. I'm sorry. I don't know that that game counts for anything. Yeah, whatever. Still, though. I still say over. I wish wish that game counted, but, like, golly, that game was bullshit. Joe, over, under, for Over, over. do Do you guys think he leads the team in sacks? No, I think you're all around four or five. I, I think you're hovering between five and six, but for all of them. I'll tell you this, dude. He has the highest upside because he hasn't been playing the position as long. So he has the most room for growth. Um, I think he has – yeah, he has – everybody has everybody has a chance to lead the team in sex. <laughs> including including uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Cool. Gordon, I can see Gordon racking up some sacks from the slot. All right, my next one. Uh, Dexter, Gervon Dexter, I have him at 49 and a half tackles, over or under? Under. Under. Under, okay. I don't think he'll get the snaps. I think they're going to rotate too much as rookie year. I, see, I don't know, I because I don't think Pickens can't play against the run. I don't think he'll see any snaps outside of third down this year. You have Billings, but I, I'm imagining the Bears playing Dexter and Billings like nonstop on running downs, and then they'll throw in Pickens on a pass rush down. That'll be close to me, I think. Forty nine and a half. Well, and I'm, I'm just saying, like I, I think Justin Jones plays a lot. Yeah, but I don't know if they're. I think, I think he might get more run outside. That's just my gut feeling. That's why I'm saying that. So, you're, what did you say? Over. Or you have I'm torn. This. I think 49 and a half is a good number that I made. <laughs> uh, what, what was your take I, on the I first two numbers? Or since I, you're the line maker, you think they're they're all good and you you don't have a, a clear uh, Gibson, I would probably take under. Walker, I'm intrigued by. 
I think he could duplicate seven sacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Robinson, I'm going under. Mm. Okay. So you guys are both going under for Dexter. Yeah, I just don't know that he's going to get the – like Chris said, I'm looking at, at the depth chart right here on our lads, and I'm just not sure that he's going to get the run for it. Well, my big thing is I don't know who he's going to be losing a ton of playing time to. Like I think right. he's flat out win the job Okay, to and start. What if it's Jones and Pickens on third down? Right, right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, right now our lads has it's your starting front as J- B- Billings right at the no- at the nose, Billings Jones and then it, uh flanked by Walker and Gibson on the outside. Right, so what I'm saying, Luke, is if it's Jones and Pickens on third, then you're splitting Billings and Dexter cuz Jones is probably going to get I see. A lot more snaps as as the quote unquote number one, I guess. I mean, I don't know how good Billings is, but he is he's pretty specialist. So that's just my early I mean, it's June. So <laughs> yeah. Happy June. Yeah, four nine and a half might be a little too much. I don't know. It's very unpredictable, so you don't know. Um all right. I have uh this isn't an over under, but who leads the team in interceptions? Eddie Jackson. Bo Jack, yeah. I'm going Kyler Gordon. I think Kyler Gordon's a good pick. That's uh, a good pick. Yeah. Do you think Stevens no. starts immediately outside? Yes. I do. Where do you think Tremaine Edmonds falls in that leader in that interceptions game? I'll give him one this year. Okay. I don't know. Uh, up until last year, he's never really been a huge turnover guy. Yeah, that that's the Bills knock. The Bills fans knocks on him is that he does. But, Turn the ball this, over. To Joe's point, in this defense, he's going to be running the seam route more, so yep. we'll have more opportunity, and they're imagining him to play. Yeah, I don't know. What did, what did Erlacher average? I'm not calling him Erlacher. So, Ooh. you know, take a breath. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Erlacher was ridiculous in pass coverage, though. Sure. But like you said, in this defense, and. Oh, I know. I'm just saying Erlacher's cover skills are insane. Similar size to Erlacher, and he's fast as snot, dude. I mean, he's he's super quick. He went – here we go real quick. Two, three, one, zero, one, zero, three, five, two. Didn't play one, three, one. Yeah. For him to get one is going to be – I think we got one. Maybe two. Um, Well, that was one of my questions, though, another one. Uh, who has the better season, Roquan or Tremaine Edmonds? Roquan in Baltimore, Tremaine Edmonds in Chicago. I mean, I'm just biased as hell. <laughs> Bleep you, Roquan! <laughs> Go I hit up in, your porn stars in Baltimore! I, I would say in each of their own respective style of defenses, it's probably pretty close. Yes, I agree. Same. Object- objectively, Roquan, you will, will continue to have a good career. Yeah, but Edmonds has been clearly the better backer up until now, right? Roquan was pretty ridiculous last year on Baltimore, so I don't know. It's honestly tough. I think they're very, I think they're very close. Not so, so hasn't Edmonds made like three All Pros, and Roquan was an alternate this year? 
I don't know how many all pros Edmonds has. Anyway, um, seems to are me you, I I thought he was you, better up until are now. You, are you taking Edmonds, Chris, this year? You think For Edmonds what? has a better better year than Roquan? I mean, they're hot, well. No, I think it's going to be pretty equal. Like you said, respectively within their own defenses. I mean, Edmonds could maybe not have as many sacks as Roquan, but he doesn't blitz as much. Or uh, he could lead the team in tackles only because Roquan didn't have to make as many tackles and, and Edmonds did. I mean, there's too many variables. No all pros, but he's got two Pro Bowls, 2019 and 2020. And he has currently five career interceptions, just to throw that in there. Fuck, that's not bad. That's one a year, dude. I mean, yeah. you're reading off the Erlacher numbers like five was his spike. I mean, he had a three in there, but everything else was two or less. Yeah. Didn't Edmonds have like three or something last year? He had like a really good year last year. Um, all right. My last defensive question. Uh, team defense rank and total points allowed. I have them at 22 and a half. Do you think they'll be above that or below that? One being the lowest points allowed in the league. I think they're going to be around 25, 26, to be honest. So you're saying above it? Yeah. I think they're going to be bad, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good number. Um, I do too. I, I You could still be bad and be around 22, 23. That's a thing. I don't yeah. know if they'll be horrible. I mean, that's like, that's still probably 24. Five points a game. Nah, it's probably like mid. That's mid twenties, probably. Because like even the lowest teams now still are like nineteen, twenty, seventeen to twenty. You know, like it's not like the whatever year the um. I think the Bears had a year where they were like it was under fourteen for a minute or for like a good ways into the season, and then that Ravens defense used to be like. Right around there as well. Those those days are gone. Where defense so last year, to put that in perspective, the Bears gave up 27.2 points per game and were 32nd in the league. Uh, the Chargers were 23rd in the league at 23.1. Oof, I think they'll be lower than that. They're probably going to give up 24, 25 points a game. Yeah, so I'd say probably lower than that as well. All right, let's look at the offense, or I guess the team as a whole. Bears have... Uh, total amount of pro bowlers, two and a half is what I have the line set at. Under. I mean, I'm counting D. I think DJ Moore is like a lock for the pro bowl. I'm thinking Tremaine Edmonds or Eddie Jackson probably makes it as well. Is there a third guy that makes it? Fields? I don't know. Maybe those guys I named don't make it, but are you counting alternates? Do alternates count? Uh, no, pro, no, they don't. Then no, I'll say just two. Just two. Yeah, it's, I think it's tough. I think a third one could sneak in there, but... I bet Fields gets named as an alternate. Yeah, so you bad. think Moore and Eddie Jackson? I think Edmonds could make it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think... Well, I was just saying Jackson or Edmonds, and I think mm-hmm. Moore's probably a lock to make I mean, it. I don't know about a lock, but... Dude, with Bears fans voting... Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> What else you got, Lucas? Um, will Fields be the leading rusher this year on the Bears? No. 
Maybe. Only because the running backs will be so split up. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a... Uh, he could be the leading rusher with seven, eight hundred yards, but I, right. I don't know. I know they say that he's going to dial it back, but I, he's, I feel like he's just going to run a lot. Of Should he still? Instead. Didn't he break a thousand last year? So bust, yeah, dude, only down to seven hundred. Still, had, like Josh Allen has like five, six hundred every year. Yeah, so yeah, even dialing like 12, it back, he had twelve hundred something last year rushing. I'm gonna say yes. Leading rusher on the Bears. I don't agree with you. I'm gonna say yes as well. Because he's electric once he gets out there. Like, it's correct. Um, this, is, this isn't a David Montgomery situation where you, you <laughs> 12 to 15 yards and you then you can't outrun anybody. All right. My next question. I have Fields passing line set at 31.99 over or under. Oh, God. Over. over. You think he goes over like 3,200, 3, 3,300? You said 3,200. Yeah, I think he hits 3,200. What did he hit last year? Twenty-seven. Yeah, I mean, I think thirty-two hundred should be the goal if he doesn't if, get there. Dude, if he doesn't get word. there with with adding, but uh, Robert Tunyon, I mean, just to put that in context, that's what Lamar had in his MVP year is thirty-two hundred passing yards. Wow, that is perspective. Holy shit! <laughs> uh. Which running back has the most rushing yards next year? Khalil Herbert is my gut answer. But I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be really close. I'm going to say Ebner. <laughs> Ebner? No, I agree, Herbert. All right. and Actually, you know what? No, I don't. Foreman. I'm only in Foreman, too. And uh, do you think over or under 900 yards? Under your leading rusher, under there's too like I said too many too many guys breaking it up. Golly, I think it's going to be right at it, but I think under is probably the play. All right, most uh, most rushing TDs next year. There, I think Foreman. No, uh, yeah, I'm going there. Roshan. I'm going to Roshan Johnson for that one. Who has the most is out of the run like out of the running backs or most in- could could be Fields too, just yeah. rushing TDs. I'm going well, Johnson, though. You're going Johnson? Like, why would he get the goal line carries over Foreman? He's a beast. Not really. I'll go Foreman. Um, my last question is, who is the second leading receiver by yardage this year, Claypool or Mooney? Cole Komet. Yeah, Komet. Or Cole Komet. You That's, think he has more yards than Claypool and Mooney? Komet's going for 850 this year. See, I don't think. I, no, I just. Weird as it sounds, I, I think Tunyon will eat into Tunyon will eat yards into a little that. bit. Yeah, 100%. Um, man, both are fully healthy. See, that's the problem. I don't trust either of those guys to stay healthy. For, yeah, no, just, just assuming what we know about them and their health history. Yeah. You can take yeah. commit too if you want. I don't the reason care. I say Mooney is because he has that established relationship with Fields. I mean, I know Claypool is starting to get there, but he only has an offseason, and guess what? He ain't there. So I'd like to take Komet still. Komet is the second leading receiver. I love it. I love it. Switch Joe from fuck that golden domer to yes, go Cole Komet. Oh, I guess, I guess this is uh, another question off that. Which receiver has the most receiving touchdowns next year? 
or just which player is the most receiving touchdowns next year? DJ Moore with um, Dude, 11. Doesn't, doesn't yeah, he, oh, my God, he friend. He doesn't Jesus score. Right. He doesn't I'm, score. I'm going, I don't know. Cole I'm just going out there. Cole Komet with eight. Cole Komet. With what, the, with what number, Luke? I think eight might be right. Nine. He's getting double digits this year. Ten. Okay. You're saying Komet as well, Lucas? I'm saying Komet ten touchdowns this year. Komet ten touchdowns this year? Dude, nice. he was, like, ridiculously good down the stretch last year. Yeah, and if you and now you have more talent breaking that up. I'm going to say Valus Jones. Oh, my God. At four. I was going to say, in a non-joking way, I wouldn't be surprised to see Pettis have, like, a handful of touchdowns. Well, shit, dude, if he gets week one type throws where he's just standing if he's the only himself. guy that's fucking if he's the only guy that's fucking healthy on a weekly basis. <laughs> Saint Brown, a good time to be we're a not even bringing up Saint Brown. It is a good time to be Bears fan. You got anything, Chris? Anything you want to talk about? No, nuggets. Just kidding. Uh, how how many chicken nuggets could you eat in one sitting? Ooh. Make that from McDonald's or Wendy's, well, just for context. I mean, I could kill a 20-pack, no problem. Sure. Maybe, can you go 50? Maybe. They have those. Uh, no. No. I ate 75 wings before. You ate 75 freaking wings? Where were they from? Like, baby wings are us? No, no. There's a pizza joint near us that used to do, like, $10 wing nights, all you could eat. I used to go after football practice and and eat wings. In yeah. high school, you ate that many? Yeah. After a football practice, of course. Just tearing it up. Just like, oh, I just crushed a million people on the football field. More wings. They don't do uh, They don't do all you can eat anymore. Now they're half braced. Yeah. Wings are, wings are expensive wings. now, too. Dude, they're outrageous. B-dubs used to do all you can eat lunches. And we'd roll in with like ten people. And this wasn't that long ago. This was probably like nineteen ninety four. No, like twenty twenty eleven. <laughs> Fuck off. B dubs didn't even exist in nineteen ninety four. Jackass. Did they have restaurants when you uh when you were going to in high school? Yeah, man. Uh Gertrude's kitchen was always open. You know, bacon pies and yes. Your mom used to open up her restaurant to us all the time. <laughs> it's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even going to lie to you. It is a good time. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.